Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Hey everybody, happy Monday. I have a short contemplation for your Monday morning. And it's the between the ideas of freedom and control. And just the idea of a contemplation is never that you answer the question or anything. It's actually that you just sit with it and try to figure out, well, where do I land on this scale or in this conversation? I think this is the value of contemplative work. It's certainly why I have such a robust contemplative practice in my own life. Because as you sit with these things, rather than trying to know the answers, it tends to be that insight is revealed to you the longer you can sit in the tension of not knowing. So that's part of the deal with contemplation. So again, today's contemplation is between the ideas of freedom and control. I'm a coach on a Slack channel And this idea came up in one of the threads. So I thought I would talk about it because for most of my life, I really wanted to have the sense of freedom in my life. And at the same time, I thought I could go about getting it through a sense of control. And so this is the question for you is, are you free if you have to manipulate your environment to feel that way? Because I think freedom is actually what you are. It's actually it's actually your disposition toward your life and your heart and in your mind. I think that's why Gandhi could free an entire country, though he himself was in jail, right? If he needed the outside world to cooperate with what he wanted, I don't know that we could call that freedom. I think it's more like a temporary parole or something like that. And so what most of us do is we want control, but what we yearn for deep down is actually freedom. And I think this is true, you know, even in a professional environment, there's a really good book called Drive, and they looked at what is it that drives and motivates people in the professional context. And you might think that it's the normal things like more money, more time off, more benefits, whatever it is. But actually, what it came down to is that people just wanted a sense of agency, a sense of autonomy in their workplace. And you might understand the sense of agency is freedom, right? Freedom to do their job how they see fit, when they see fit, why they see fit, right? The more agency someone has, the more satisfied they actually feel in their job. And that's something really important to understand for leaders too, right? Because a lot of leaders think that they have to do the job for someone, what what might classically be understood as micromanagement, telling them exactly how to do it. But people are really intelligent. And one of the ways that you can bring people's unique intelligences into the workplace is by interacting with them in a way that pulls their innate potential out of them, not by stifling it, right? When the environment becomes more tyrannical and people have less control, they're actually less happy and they do a worse job than they would do if they just had 
guidance in the job, but freedom in how they did it. Depending on the scenario, the idea of, is, of leadership is actually a case for encouragement, right? In the classical sense of the word, I mean, to, to truly instill courage in them to do their job in an autonomous manner. But again, I think that what freedom really is, is what you are, right? I think free is what you are. It's not something that you have. Because I know for me, I was always trying to think, okay, if I can manipulate this environment enough, I'll get the sense of freedom that I actually want. And so I have to make a little bit more money. And I have to have a little bit more time off and a little bit more control. And I have to have this and that. And and the list just goes on and on. And the reason being is because the environment, the external environment is always in flux. The thing that you're in control of is actually your internal sense of freedom. And so the reason you're in control of it is because once you start to accept the world without needing to manipulate it, without needing to change it, then I think you're gifted the sense of freedom. Now, this brings in something else to the conversation, which is you have to trust the world enough to accept it because oftentimes the external world is going to present us with something that causes a sense of internal dissonance, right? And in those moments, there's a bit of faith or trust that it's actually still all going somewhere beneficial, somewhere worth being. That, that was a little bit of the idea in Friday's episode, actually, right? It's the idea that when you have a setback in your growth journey, you actually accept that setback as something that you probably needed in order to become the person that you're ultimately here to be. And this is the sense in our lives constantly. We can fight with the external world, i.e. try our best to manipulate it to give us what we want, But in that sense, our freedom is always on borrowed time. And if our freedom can be taken away, again, I just don't think, I don't know that we should use the word freedom. That's more something like a temporary arrangement that's just beneficial for us, that we enjoy. But a true sense of freedom, I think you actually need all of the constraints and all of the obstacles in your life to show you what it truly means to be free. And you might say that that's what we're doing here as humans, right? If you think about the idea of infinite spirit becoming embodied, becoming finite, which is what humans are. We have finite awareness, finite intelligence. We are finite because we're physical beings that begin dying the moment we're born. So everything about us is finite. So I think that the the deepest challenge in the human experience is can we be free amidst the most amount of constraints that you could actually put on a being? And that's us now, right? That's us here. And so I like to think about it that way, again, not because I can prove it in some ultimate sense to be true, but because it helps reframe the conversation of what we're doing here and how we go about getting what deep in our hearts we're actually yearning for. And again, I think for everybody, there's some sense of freedom. The problem is when we think that we can control our environment enough to give us what we want, we're always one corner away, one conversation away, one catastrophe away from all of that being taken away from us. And so again, this boils down to how is it that we're getting our freedom? Is it through manipulating the environment and then telling us, telling ourselves that we're free? Of course, right up until the world changes and then takes our freedom away. Or 
Can we get to freedom through a sense of radical acceptance? Acceptance of who we are, acceptance of the fact that we are limited creatures. Not that we don't push out against our limitations. I think that, again, that's part of this process. It's like, how do I become free amidst all of these limitations? How do I do what I want amidst the finite structure of my reality and my being? But that's the contemplation that I wanted to get to right here. It's like, what do you need to do to actually become free? Not to tell yourself you're free, not to feel free, but to actually become free. I think where I've landed in this conversation is realizing that the only real sense of freedom that I could ever ask for is going to come if I unconditionally accept what the world is presenting to me. And again, that's really difficult because I have to present, I have to accept things about myself that I don't like. I have to accept things about other people that I don't like. I have to accept things about the world that I don't like. But that's the work. Truly free people are the most dangerous people in the world, right? I mean, if you think about the idea that if you're actually free, nobody can coerce you into doing anything, you're, you are a danger to every single system that has an interest or motivation or get something from coercing people into a certain behavior, outcome, way of living, whatever it is. And now I don't know that we can have this conversation without mentioning the way that fear is constantly usurping our freedom. Because it's only when we're afraid of something happening, afraid of an outcome, afraid of something, that we're not free to choose, right? All things aren't equal when we're afraid of one of the choices that we have to make. And so this is the idea that everything around you can coerce you and control you by using fear. So you have to, in some sense, I think, just reconcile this and realize that actually, though you have fear, though it's a kind of normal biological human response to things that could kill you, we actually have to do a lot of our own inner work and what I call fear work to become free because it's on the other side of what you're afraid of that you're going to be the most free. And so the idea is that the seed that sits in the center of you that yearns for freedom is something like your ultimate call to adventure in this life because it's going to force you to face every dark force in the world every fear that you have every every desire for manipulation and control that you have every small part of yourself is going to have to be sacrificed on the road to freedom that's at least been the case in my life i love you guys i hope you have an amazing monday we'll talk later on morning coffee